Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 Good evening, Khuyanand, Mulweni, and a hearty welcome to the Shahid Akali Show. So we've been concentrating on overcoming toxic relationships and discussing different aspects thereof in four parts thus far. So tonight we see it as part five, but it is with a difference. So during the four programs, we focused on gender-based violence with the woman as the victim and the man as the perpetrator. And of course, at no time did we um, fail to acknowledge that at times men are the victims and women are actually the perpetrators. Overwhelmingly, the higher percentage of um, women are being killed by their partners or uh, or are being abused by their partners. So the higher um, figures are that in terms of gender-based violence, the, the women are seen to be the higher numbers of the victims and, of course, the males as the perpetrators. But tonight we're going to be focusing on the when violence occurs, when, when in a toxic relationship, but actually the woman is the perpetrator. And I'd like to have people form a part of the program um, through the usual way. So you can um, contact me by phoning on 021-442-3530. You can WhatsApp me on 072-238-0712. That's 072-238-0712. Or you can SMS on the SMS number 47913. That's 47913. So the first thing that that comes to mind for me in terms of men being abused in a toxic relationship is that the feelings that the woman will have, many of those those feelings, the man will have as well. Because sometimes, and I'm touching on it first, because sometimes we believe or think that the men won't feel those feelings You know, men cannot be broken down. Men's spirit cannot be depleted. You know, men's belief in themselves and the abilities um, cannot be broken down. But that's not true. As much as it can be broken down in a woman, it can also be broken down in a man. What makes it more difficult is... Because the expectation is that men should be the strong one, the fighter, um, the initiator, the protagonist or protagonist. So we expect that the man should be stronger. And because of that, there are other feelings that a man would feel that sometimes a woman might feel less of. For example, really, really feeling great shame in terms of being weak, in terms of uh, feeling like a failure as a man, you know. But I'm going to, before I go to the feelings that men will experience, and there are, you know, a number of feelings, and it's important for us to acknowledge that the man will feel these feelings as well. 
because sometimes we stand very unempathic towards men in terms of the attitude of, I mean, really now you're a man, get over yourself, do something about it, you know, and and it's not that simple. It really is very complex. So when I'm going to, I'm going to describe and, and why I'm doing this is I'm doing it from an educational point of view and an information sharing point of view so that if women are doing these things that they should, they should identify that they are actually in a toxic relationship of which they are the perpetrators as much as wanting the men to identify oh my word i'm in a toxic relationship and i need help you know i'm a victim here so one one should almost take away the gender and just say this is violence perpetrated one human being to the other in a toxic relationship so when when you look at relationships where the man is being um the victim are uh, in a toxic relationship very often you will find the man is being manipulated by the woman so you know if one can say it's not just necessarily the way we would see it sometimes she pulls the strings but yes that can also be a part of it but it can be misleading misrepresenting things you know um, not giving him the full truth of stuff so she manipulates him and she gets him to she plays him to get him to make decisions that will be according to her plan so he falls victim to that and sometimes the man does not pick it up because the woman is just so good you know um, very often a perpetrator can be so good that the man will not easily realize sometimes people on the outside will say you know she really manipulates him um, but the person inside that relationship because the woman can do it so well very often succeeds and very often what is a part of that manipulation and why she succeeds is the sexual manipulation. So you find women withholding affection unless the, the husband does whatever she wants him to do or she withholds intimacy and she knows he needs to be intimate with her so she withholds it in order to manipulate that he makes decisions that are decisions that pleases her that is a part of her plan so it's not a healthy relationship it's a relationship where you're being manipulated and you're being played and you're being played in such a way that it it's it's kind of manipulation on manipulation so i've manipulated you i've withheld affection you do as i want you to do i give you lots of affection it's like the honeymoon phase typical as the cycle of abuse you know once that is uh, over um you know time goes by and i start manipulating again so very often as a form you know within um, toxic relationships where the woman is the abuser would be sexual abuse or in the sexual arena you know bedroom stuff is where very often manipulation takes place and then there's emotional abuse you know where the person is um, and, and sometimes there's even um, you know when when emotional abuse and emotionally breaking you down and emotionally telling you things that are hurtful um, and you know using bad words to describe you and really breaking down your sense of self Ugh, you're just a loser you you know you're just a failure you can't be like my my dad and my brother or or my brother or my my cousin and so on so comparing and emotionally breaking the person down a toxic relationship can sometimes also be when you know you very often you will find a woman saying oh no he doesn't say a thing 
And when you unpack it, you realize that this is such a toxic relationship that when he opens his mouth, she shouts him down. Or when he opens his mouth, he doesn't get it right. So what does he do? He decides, well, you know, if I'm going to be wrong, I might as well just be quiet. So toxic relationships can also be when women believe that they know better. And so it's always about it's my way or the highway. It's my way because I know. It's my way because religiously I'm stronger. It's my way because you know, of and and even toxic relationships where people are there's there's a difference in educational levels and there is abuse and manipulation based on those, you know, which it, it just causes such a lot of heart sore. I mean we know about verbal abuse where where women can swear and shout and scream and say the most horrible horrible names and so name calling you know is such an a form of verbal abuse and sometimes much to our shock sometimes there is physical abuse of husbands of males women beating up on on men and how important it is that such men will find it very 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 difficult to go and seek help because they'll feel so ashamed they'll feel like they are just the puppet they'll feel like they're weak they'll feel like they're lesser than and i have to say that is not true when you're being beat up by a person in a toxic relationship you're being abused you know, and so there is help to be gotten. But part of experiencing these causes internal stigma and shame to a great degree. And I, I kind of feel the degree is bigger if it's a man because of the expectations of society and of the expectations of himself that he should be stronger, that this should not be happening to him. There's also financial exploitation in a toxic relationship. You get women who will, every year, they have to have a new genuine leather lounge suite, for example. doesn't matter if the old one is still perfect. So it's like, I'm going to take from him and take from him and take from him. And die man werk niet en hy werk niet en hy werk niet en hy gaan nooit voor en toe Because all she does is she wants and she wants. And that very often would resemble a toxic relationship. Then there is blackmail. If you're not going to do this, I'll go back to my mother. If you're not going to do this, I'll tell your children. If you're not going to do this, I'm going to tell the world, you know, I'm going to tell people that you don't nafakami as I believe I should be, you know. The pressure also that women put on their husbands in terms of the standard of nafaka. And the misconceptions around that and how that can lead to toxicity in the relationship and how women can make men feel absolutely guilty. You shouldn't be saying no to me because I'm your wife. Because you're supposed to nafaka me, you should just do and give as I want, not necessarily as I need. And then tantrums, emotional abuse as in tantrums. You know, uh, golly, I, I worked with a couple and when the husband opens his mouth, the wife screams at such a rate, it's crazy. So there's a tantrum that's playing itself out. So later on, the husband wants to avoid the tantrum. He wants to avoid the toxicity in the in the relationship. And so he goes quiet or he just accepts it, you know, because it's like, what can I do? There's often a learned helplessness that men feel in a relationship that is toxic. But let's take commercial news. When I come back, I want to continue describing the abuse and the toxicity from a woman to a man in a relationship and I'm doing it particularly because we've had a number of of messages and responses in which 
there was the suggestion that we are not, that we are biased towards women. And I want to correct it to say, we hold no bias. We are addressing these matters from a factual point of view and also because we are wanting to educate and uplift in terms of violence from one human being to the other. So it's not just about women as victims. It is also about men as victims. This is the voice of the K. 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 focusing on toxic relationships and tonight we focus on men being the victims and women being the perpetrators so interestingly I just would like to um, read of the messages the one is from experience many men who are abused in a relationship are kind-hearted soft men who have an inability to stand up for themselves and society easily believes a woman if she is being abused but women who abuse men are able to manipulate people to believe that they are the victims the whole extended family is affected by this type of abuse because everyone tries to the perpetrator to protect the victim as a grandmother we have experienced this for nine years how sad how very sad and I think it is so important you know when you know about when you know of a man or a child of yours who are being abused as a as a man um, I would so want to encourage you to help him to seek help because what happens is and you're so uh, right in very often these men are kind-hearted soft men who are not confrontational so they try to avoid confrontation they try to they they are not as strong and so sometimes women can be very very strong in character and they completely override the man and there is just a level of manipulation that are sometimes crazy by these women over the men and so often it feels like control even so you know and and again when we're looking at helpful behavior encourage a man who finds themselves in a situation where he is being um, abused um, and manipulated to get help because when he gets help what happens in therapy is the help is given to the person who is the victim to rebuild their sense of self to be able to acknowledge what is wrong in our relationship and what are the aspects that need to change and who hold these aspects so both people in a couple have to go for therapy or counseling when it is a toxic relationship because as much the victim and we will call for the for the the purpose of this conversation we'll call the person the victim we'd like to call them the survivor inshallah but the victim need needs help to rebuild their sense of self they need help so that they can develop the ability to be assertive and not abusive or not rude or confrontational but assertive to be able to state your view without being confrontative without being rude but to be able to have a voice to be given a voice to set boundaries to cry to feel the pain of having been in such an abusive relationship so I want to encourage family or friends or neighbors or trusting special people if you know that a man is a victim in a toxic relationship encourage such a man to seek help encourage such a man to believe that he needn't hold shame he needn't be ashamed you know if you being abused you're actually the victim so I want to go to another message that says 
and I think it's probably the same um, message. Then I said, spoke earlier on about women in a toxic relationship sometimes withhold affection and intimacy from the man in a way of, if I don't get my way, I'm not going to allow you to be intimate with me. So I've gotten a response from someone, a woman, who says, women also withhold sexual intimacy because how are you able to be intimate with someone who is vile and rude all the time? And I acknowledge your message. And thank you for sending in the message because what we're wanting to immediately respond to is when your husband is rude and vile, that contributes to a toxic relationship. When you withhold intimacy and affection, you are part of that cycle. And so it's not making things better. It's not a healthy relationship when the one is withholding what the other one needs. So you withhold intimacy and he withholds respect. Can one take it to say, how does each one of those two people feel? Both people could be feeling they're losing out. So you could be in a vicious cycle. My thoughts to you are, do not justify when you withhold intimacy or affection in your marriage, in your relationship. Seek help. Seek help to correct the vile and rude behavior. So not at any time does one, um, you know, look at the vile and rude behavior and condone it. No. But when you are also leaning towards dysfunctional ways or contributions to that whole system, it's also not helpful. I would want to encourage you to seek help, encourage you to confront the issue of your husband's rudeness. You know, get yourselves into therapy, get help for yourselves, get help for you and for him. Okay, so that inshallah it will be made better. So I need to take commercial news again. That was very, very quick. And then when I come back, inshallah, we will attend to more messages. And then I want to continue with highlighting what toxicity in a relationship when the woman is the abuser looks like. And I'm really going through what can be included because very often women do it and they will not acknowledge it. Very often men are subjected to it and they don't see it as this is a toxic relationship. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and we are looking at toxic relationships tonight and in this program. We are focusing on women being the perpetrators of these toxicity um, behaviors and men actually being the victims. So I'm just going to go to some of it that I've also um, looked at and then I'll go to messages and the messages are just coming through so quickly. Um, you find women being so selfish he's not allowed to share or give anything to his sisters or his brothers or his nieces or his nephews as long as he gives to his wife and her family that's good enough but the minute he tries to be good towards his family or even his parents so that acute selfishness that jealousy the possessiveness you know that that interferes all the time and when he does then she is extremely extremely angry and again you see the need to control the need to control his him, um, you know, and the need to control whatever he has. And and very often men sit in those situations and they really do, just don't know what to do. And very often they are being threatened. So if you do X, Y, Z, 
I will take my children and I will go to my mother and you will not have me in your life anymore and and more and more and more so there is there, there is a threat that is given to the man so isolating men from their families feeding your husband with untrue stories of others of his family um, people that you believe you want to distance him from so you need to tell him untrue stories about people and those are the types of things that happen in marriages but it's really it's it's absolutely about I need to control his mind I need to control whom he is going to like and if he you know if I have a, a problem with it then I need to create untrue stories so that he starts developing an opinion that is not good and and I think men needs to caution themselves you know that when when you are told stories and stories you have to look at the character of yourself and of your your wife and look at character building. If you're being told Skinner stories all the time, it is your responsibility also to stop it. And therefore, the importance of the toxic relationship being focused on and knowing that it is a cycle, meaning if there's a circle, it's two people in a dance. Both people need to undergo certain changes for it to get better. It's not just the perpetrator. It is also the victim that needs to have counseling and therapy. Very often men are told, just Malman, she imagine for your dunga. You know, when when a man is correctly observing certain things and his wife is trying to make him believe he's actually going mad. How insulting can that be? And so there's a lot of lies that could be told. There's betrayal in toxic relationships. Um, and then there's, you know, when when there's been a divorce and so a man is in a second marriage, then there would be parental alienation. So this ex-wife will make the children up against um, her ex-husband so that becomes a toxic situation bad-mouthing people bad-mouthing men you know interfering with the new marriages arrangements unreasonable expectations these are I mean really but I also want to touch on what I I experience in my in my practice mothers as perpetrators mothers taking on a sick role the mothers fine when everyone's around but as i seen income then I say, Suma, baya, baya sick, because she needs to keep him. Then she believes if he is, if she is sick, then he is going to be sorry for her. So it's a way in which she keeps him there. She keeps him controlled by being sick. And I'm, we're talking about perpetrators. We're not talking about people who are really sick. Okay? We're talking about toxic relationships where mothers can pretend as well. They misrepresent things. They bad mouth children and create a toxic relationship. So again, this is a, a female that is the perpetrator in a toxic relationship. Bad mouthing husband's wives. The minute he puts his foot into her house, she starts to bad mouth his wife. Even financial abuse in a toxic relationship at times, you know, where a mother can exploit a, a child even though the mother will know and making trouble, making trouble between husband and wife, making trouble between, you know, siblings, differential treatment operating in a way those are the types of toxic relationships of which women are the perpetrators my thoughts are us as women we need to take ownership of it when we're doing something wrong how do we change it if we cannot acknowledge it I want to encourage our women to have the courage to say I don't think my behavior is the best let me get help for myself inshallah ameen so I want to go to and just read the messages that have come through and then we can group it the one message says 
and it greets me, Salam. Your program are always inspiring and beneficial. These are reality and always swept under the carpet. Toxic relationships are on the increase. We need to look at things from where men are also being mentally and emotionally abused. We need to look at the flip side too. And shukran for trying to empower men and women, inshallah. We're hoping that men and women will take up the challenge to empower them themselves by the grace of the Almighty. Then another message says, I can relate to the abuse. I have a sister-in-law that would insult and demoralize her husband in front of family and friends. I feel so sorry for my brother because he is kind-hearted and with tears in my eyes I make dua that Allah must soften the heart of his wife and make things easy for my brother. My thoughts to you are sister, try to speak with your brother in a way of encouraging him to acknowledge that things can be better in his in his relationship try to encourage him that he goes for counseling with his wife so that these can be addressed because yes it hurts and toxic relationships people must understand hurt so many people who are around and affected by that toxic relationship. May Allah make it easier on you and your brother and give guidance to both your brother and his wife, inshallah. Another message says, how sad we live in a country that protects women more than men. It's been 10 years ago where she had the upper hand where where it was believed, although I stated my case the night, she had me locked up unfair laws where men um, are not heard, where men are not heard. And, and certainly there would be the occasions when this would have happened. And I'm really, really sorry that you've been subjected to unfair treatment and unfair circumstances. And I must say, because as we had said earlier on, you know, there are, uh, overwhelmingly women are the victims in toxic relationships. What happens then is people can develop a bias. People can get drawn into a woman manipulating the situation and making, you know, people and even legal people believe that she actually is the victim. I would always recommend as you are being abused, start to keep a list of the events that are happening. Further recommendation would be go to the police and every time something happens that are significant, particularly make, let them have reported to them. So they, you go and report it, they sign it as a report. So you're starting to build up a portfolio. By the time you go to the police, you have evidence to back yourself up. Because I know that it is harder for a man sometimes to prove that he actually is the victim. We are much more inclined to think the woman is the victim. And that is because women are overwhelmingly more the victims than men. But certainly men at times are absolutely the victim of circumstances and at the, at the hands of women. So then I continue with another message that says, Salam, don't forget about the wife earning more than the husband. Then she thinks she's wearing the pants for Malcolm Ali Tate. And, and I've, I mentioned that earlier on when there's a discrepancy in income, when it becomes a toxic relationship, when the wife then manipulates the husband, when she takes on a role of control because financially there's an, you know, it, there's a difference. My thoughts are if you find yourself in a situation like that, seek help so that the cycle gets broken. The toxicity has to end because what happens? Men become depressed, you know, men withdraw. Men become traumatized. They will feel all the feelings that a woman will feel who have been traumatized. Men lose their sense of self. Men lose their self-esteem and the, the belief that they have the ability to cope, the ability to stand up and fix things. By Allah, there is help. Please get help. Get help, stand up, correct the things that are happening that's not helpful in your relationship. Another message. There's also the standard that the media sets. 
but most of it is due to how they are raised. If parents want their sons to feel more accepted and to be able to express their emotions without being judged for being too sensitive and emotional, there are ways to do that. The simplest solution is to have a talk with them. Let them know that it's okay for them to express their emotions. And and so thank you very much. I think you bring you bring up an important part of how do we help our boy children? How do we help our men when they are already in that position? It's okay to cry when you're sad. It's okay to feel hurt when you're being hurt. It's okay to express emotional um, and sensitivities, you know. It's, it's okay for you to feel a gentler side of you. It's okay for you to be assertive but still be gentle. So teaching, you know, lots of teaching to go into. And inshallah, we'll look at, you know, ways in which we can communicate to bring about changes, to bring about and to address all these, to really look at what are words, what are sentences, how do we, how do I put it, how do I develop, you know, assertiveness, inshallah. So then there's another message that had come through. When a wife withhold intimacy and the husband and with the abuse that she does give to the husband, he actually go find love and caring and intimacy elsewhere. So again, I want to respond and say, when a wife withholds intimacy and affection, it is not the better way. And even if she is responding to him being bad with her, so he's bad and then she withholds intimacy. That's a vicious cycle. But there is also a vicious cycle if then she withholds intimacy and affection, which we're saying is not the better, and he goes and finds love elsewhere. That is also not the better. There is no justification for stepping out of your marriage. When a husband finds himself in a situation like that, he should get help for himself and his wife so that the issues that are leading to a woman withholding intimacy can be addressed and intervened and rectified. So there can be a multitude of different reasons why a woman might withhold intimacy as well as men withholding intimacy in certain circumstances. What I'm really saying is it does not justify that any of the two partners step out of the marriage. I, I often will say and describe when that is the case, it is putting your marriage at risk. You know, when Allah says, Man and woman are protectors one of the other in a marriage. Extending and allowing intimacy is one of those protections. So yes, you are putting your, your, your marriage at risk of this happening, your partner stepping out of the marriage. But nothing condones a person making a decision to step out of the marriage. You stay in the marriage and you sort out your difficulties. So we go to another message and it says... Salam, this is a vicious cycle. Um, he, some, you know, sometimes the messages are worded that it's difficult to read them. Nice, he is nice, promise you and saying I'm sorry and you soften up only for him to go back to the abusive behavior. What do you do? How sorry is he really? The kids are subjective, subjected to this behavior as well. And the focus is not on women being the victims, okay? We've done that for four weeks. We spoke about women being the victims of abuse by men. This program, we're speaking about men being abused by women. However, I hear what you're saying, and I want to say to you how significant it is. It is a vicious cycle, and you and him should commit to break the cycle, Get help, speak with someone, get the skills and the tools to break the cycle. It can be done. Okay, it really can be done. And then there's a request for my number. I will give my number right at the end of the program if you'll keep a pen and paper ready at that time. Then we are, I go to a next message that says, Women withhold intimacy when a husband just want to come once a month because he stays with his mom and don't want responsibility. I want to go to the imam. But he told me, 
It's none of their business. He let me feel like a street lady when he comes and leave again. He doesn't want to stay with us. He don't have any reason for this behavior. It's sickening. Again, I want to start off by saying this program is about men being the victims because for four weeks we had the opportunity to speak about women being the victims. I absolutely hear you when you feel this is sickening. And why would we think you're wrong when you feel it's sickening? Your husband has a responsibility and it needs to be addressed. And certainly, you know, how does a man come and just touch base, expect intimacy, and then he goes? That is not how marriage should be. So my thoughts to you are, and you are you saying that he's stopping you from going to the imam. I'm absolutely going to encourage you to take ownership of correcting what is happening. If you feel you need to go to the imam, then you need to go to the imam. You need to... Get the help that you deserve to make right what is happening in your situation. And if it doesn't change, then you have options open for yourself. No woman need to keep herself or no man need to keep himself in a situation where they are being abused. When you seek help and it isn't working, you have to look at other options open to you. So I go on and this message says, Salam, when the good man who is the victim of abuse finally stands up for himself and retaliates against his abusers, then the male victim is reported to the police as the abusers. Saps discriminates against men and sees the women abuser as the victim. And I hear what you're saying. We've had such a message earlier on as well. And therefore, we will recommend try to keep track of the abuse happening. Try to put together a dossier of the events of the abuse and go and report it systematically to the police so that there is a dossier or a file put together. By the time you go because you need to get the help from SAPS, then there is a file which you go, went and made with them. So every time you go and report something, they stamp it for you. They are, they, they sign it for you as well. Okay. So that, and if you can produce evidence, then do so. Because yes, we are inclined to believe rather the woman is the, the victim rather than the man. And certainly there are the occasions when men are the victims as well. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Good evening. If you have just tuned in, then welcome to the Shahida Kali show. We're focusing on toxic relationships. And for four weeks, we spoke about women being the victims of gender-based violence. Tonight, we speak about men being the victim. And so in a message, a previous message, the man said, if he has been a good guy and he's really been struggling um, and uh, and now he gets to a point where he wants to retaliate and then if they go to the police then the police is going to believe the woman what i want to say is it i just overlooked to to be able to comment that there is no justification for abusive responses so if you are saying i then retaliated so i smacked her pushed her did whatever i did um that's also not justified you know, so the idea is even if you are a victim is to seek help, but not to become abusive or abusive yourself, because sometimes that happens. A person's been abused for so long and then, you know, the 
it shifts to the other person starting to be the abuser. And again, I mean, you know, we are not changing anything for the better. We are not making things better. We are not making the circumstances better. We remain in a toxic relationship. We've just changed the positions that we hold. And so that is not helpful. My thoughts on recommendations are if you know and have identified that you are in a toxic relationship, get help. So we're speaking to men particularly to get help. Get help. Men find it more difficult to get help because they feel so ashamed. They feel like Allah is a sissy. They're going to think I'm weak. But it happens. A woman can break down a man as a man can break down a woman and his sense of self as well. So as much as we see how women feel like they 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 they've lost the belief that they can stand up and do something and fight for themselves and be strong and be brave and be courageous it can happen to a man as well there is no shame when you have been abused in a toxic relationship get up stand up make the decision to get help just start somewhere there is such a lot of help out there really and when you know that you're dealing with someone who will manipulate get evidence that supports your circumstances you know collect evidence that prove that you are being abused and you know so I'm going to continue reading the messages that we've received because these are it's just great that people are saying they say you know so another message says I hear what auntie's saying but what if the husband just assume every guy you talk to you're having an affair with and swears and scowls without ha- without asking but in front of people he pretends to love you so much just when you can provide him with what he what you have and what he doesn't have so i would imagine you're referring to intimacy again i want to say for four weeks we spoke about the woman being the victim so i just want to say it's it's interesting how much women are still wanting to have their voices heard and i absolutely hear you that what you're describing sounds like a toxic relationship when a husband or a wife will accuse you you're having an affair you're talking with that one so there's a constant watching there's a constant control you just have to sit here and I'll be watching you from where I'm standing and men does it and women does it as well Really, women does it as well. But when you find yourself in such a situation, reach out for help. Address the matters. Speak with someone. Set the boundaries. Gain the skills to help you to have a voice. Help to unpack why is your husband feeling so insecure. If you understand why more... The intervention will be better because it will be specific to why he feels the way he feels. So it's about unpacking and understanding why people do what they're doing as well. And therefore, both the perpetrator as well as the victim need help. Another message that says, this message asks, when are we taking birthday messages? I marvel at people asking in the midst of trauma, a person is asking such a question. Much later this evening, whomever you are, um, probably around 11 o'clock, I think, is when the birthday messages are being done. So then we continue. And this one says, um, yeah, it's this is also not for me. Then a next message. What do I do as a stepfather who has been accused of sexually abusing my stepdaughter when I didn't put, but when I didn't, but my wife believed my stepdaughter. Today she's married and now she told the husband the same story only for him to find out she's a troublemaker and that I was withholding information to protect my stepdaughter. Having hoped she might change, it's only clear she's wanting to get me out of the house so they could move in as they're struggling. I'm busy packing my stuff as we speak. It's very, very sad. 
And I'm really, really, really sorry that you are in the space that you are. And I wonder whether you should be packing your things or whether you should try and first get help. Um, you know, there are complexities around when these accusations of sexual abuse, etc. So it is not easy to comment in its full perspective on radio as is. So it's a matter that should be sat down. It should be taken to the right people who works with children or young people who would have accused, um, you know, adults of sexual abuse, who would, have, who would take them through a process in order to get a sense of is this the truth or not you know so my thoughts are perhaps you didn't exhaust the and I hear you when you say you didn't really um, you withheld information because you were trying to protect your stepdaughter well that is very noble but I think would it be noble to protect her but have a sit down with the entire family with responsible people that can help that the stories or the untruth be continue to be spread because it doesn't work when you're withholding information but she continues to say that you are a sexual you know ped- perpetrator that is it's not an easy thing to be accused of. And so I'm really going to encourage you to sit down with a family, but get help. Get someone who can facilitate the process for you so that, you know, and, and get people who are trained and work in this field to facilitate the process. Um, but get help and see whether something can be done to save your marriage and save the situation. You know, may Allah make it easier and guide you and the family and her that things can be better between yourselves, inshallah. I'm really sorry that your heart is so sore. I wish that Allah must make it better, inshallah. So another message is, Shukran for beautiful program. It's a pity my husband is not here to listen to you. Um, if and the person's asking for a recording, yes, you can get a recording. Um, you have to phone the VOC reception line, which is 021-442-3500. And you request to have the program of Shahida Kali of tonight. And I think you're going to have to get the program from 7 right up to 9 o'clock because we've extended it and not just made it one hour. So the person writes further, Assalamu alaikum. I'm my husband's second wife. We had a fantastic relationship, but after his wife passed on, things went horribly wrong. His son put him on a guilt trip and that made everything changed. I'm extremely unhappy. We don't go out anymore. We don't speak for weeks now he moved out of our room and it's just not right please help and I understand that this must be a very very sore situation that you are in and perhaps the toxic relationship could be if between the son and the father so again men being the victim of a toxic relationship even though it is male on male and that is something that we were still going to do and we were looking at doing it in our next program where same gendered people are in toxic relationships so it would be women on women or male on male and also will be in a toxic relationship my thoughts to you are speak with your husband and if it's difficult to speak with him write him a letter and explain to him how you feel how you miss the things that you've done before things have gotten very bad if he's moved out of the room. And I think, you know, one should attempt to get him back into the room as soon as possible because him being in another room is really, really not helpful. You know, sharing a bed is very helpful when things are not good. And so, and perhaps to suggest that you seek help from um, an organization like FAMSA, where they do extensive work with what we call reconstructive families, where they are, let's call it step families or, you know, more than one family unit, but one big family that has separate units. Um, perhaps there's fear on behalf of the son um, of being abandoned by his 
by his um, dad. You know, one isn't sure exactly what is happening that's making your son feel so, uh, his son feel so insecure. But please get help um, before things get further out of hand. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 Welcome back. I'm Shahida Kali and we're speaking about toxic relationships. And just again to clarify, for four weeks we spoke about women being the victims of males as the perpetrators. Overwhelmingly, we acknowledge and the statistics show us that women are abused by men mostly. When gender-based abuse happens, mostly it is men being the perpetrators and women being the victims. However, we cannot deny that there is a percentage of men who are in toxic relationships and who are being abused by the women. And so tonight we speak about that in order for us as women to look at if I am an abuser, if I'm the perpetrator, can I acknowledge it, take responsibility and help to make it better? So that's, you know, part of why we're doing this. We we are speaking about it so that we can encourage the whole process of making things better um, between um, husbands and wives. So let's just go back to I've received and I'm going back to the messages. This one says you only hear of bad men and good women. If men complain, the world calls him a sissy. Nobody ever asks, what did the woman do? So let's just speak about when something happens um, and so did something happen and therefore women, so did this husband do something and had the experience of, but you didn't know what my wife asked. So I smacked her or I did this or I did that and you didn't know what my wife might have done. And and certainly the there is no justification for abuse. So if you've done something to your wife that is not appropriate, whether she did something or not, does not take away the responsibility that you have to handle yourself better and to control the situation. So when you know that you have a wife who is the toxic one in a relationship, then get help, speak out. Don't wait until you then respond and then it is seen as if you are the, the person who did the wrong and whatever she did that got to you, you know, to that place it falls by the wayside, you know. Again, wanting to say one never condones when violence is perpetrated or inappropriate behavior. When toxicity continues, it changes from the one person to the other. It cannot be condoned. However, we tonight we're speaking about when women are abusing men. So I have another message that says, when we talk about abuse, would we include wives who constantly destroy their self-confidence or self-esteem through constant negative comments? Absolutely. We actually mentioned it earlier on. You have a wife, she's constantly telling you, her husband, you're just a loser. You can't do anything right. You can't think for yourself. You can't speak properly. You can't handle situations properly. Ek is die ene wat altyd alles moet recht maak en alles moet recht sê. As jy dit so sê, dan sê jy dit verkeerd. As jy dit so sê, dan sê jy dit verkeerd. So it's like the, the man really, really cannot get anything right. What happens is, like it would happen with a woman, it breaks down his self-esteem. It breaks down his self-confidence. You know, and so later on, he becomes that situation of self-helplessness that we very often see with women as well. Men too can get depressed. Men too can be traumatized. Men too can get sad. Men 
too can feel like my deep sense of self is lost. She's broken me down so badly. Let alone if women isolate their husbands from their family whom they've grown up with, whom they love very much. I can't go to my sister. I can never have my family over at our home. As long as it's her family and her friends, it's okay. But I'm not allowed to. Those are the toxicities that are present from a woman to a man that we often see. And we as women need to acknowledge it. We can't keep on hiding behind. It's only men who are the abusers. We have to acknowledge that at times women are the abusers as well. And then I go to another message. It says, what happens if my husband don't want to go with me for counseling when the counseling is for both of you? When we usually recommend if you've spoken to your husband and he doesn't want to go, then you go because then you're going to be helped with whatever pain you have, your healing process developing skills, how to manage your husband, because changed behavior has to come into play to break a cycle. So a counselor, a therapist will help you to say, if you've always responded this way, let's look at another way in which you can respond. And they will help you plot different options open to you? Is there a way in getting someone to come to you for help? Are there organizations? Could you go to the imam? Could you go to an uncle? Could you go to an elder? So if your husband or your wife do not want to go for counseling, please do not let that stop you from taking the step to change the circumstances that you find yourself in, inshallah. So another message that says, the person messaged earlier but now goes on to say, I strongly believe that if you are a lion in a relationship, remember it's going to alternate and the lion will become the lamb. Here's what I want to say about the statement. We don't want a lion and then the lion becomes a lamb, meaning the other one becomes the lion. And so you're just changing positions. That's not helpful. It's not healthy. You know, so when there is a lion and a person is a lamb, you want to go into therapy and address the issues so that they can be balanced in the importance, mutual respect, mutual regard, mutual ability to manage decision making, mutual and sharing control of whatever they need to be managed. You know, there shouldn't be the one is very high and the one is down here and very low. They should be as equal equality, equity are the things that are very helpful. But respect, regard, honoring the person, honoring their dignity, protecting, you know, themselves and everything about them. Everything about a human being is holy. The person is holy. What they have within themselves, their different domains, their heart, their feelings, their body, it's holy. What they own is holy. And so therefore it needs to be respected. A man has to be respected. A woman has to be respected. I go on to another message. It says, I'm not withholding intimacy. I was so hurt, disappointed, also tried forgiving. But it's like I just switched off. Sometimes I feel sorry for him. I make dua that Allah must put the feelings back in me. But we live peacefully together. I try to open up sometimes, but it's just very difficult for me. I understand and I hear you. And I can hear that there's been a lot of hurt in the relationship. But think about living peacefully together, but with no love. No intimacy, separately. How's that for being a marriage that is peaceful? Peaceful is when there is inner peace of fulfillment and happiness and sharing. You know, sharing in a relationship is so important. So my thoughts to you are don't be satisfied with this setup. Take yourself and your husband or even just yourself. You say it's difficult to open up. 
go and get a little bit of help in terms of how can I open up to remedy the situation. You know, I, you know, therapy is not difficult. When people come to therapy, they will usually say, golly, it's the simple things. I always thought it was so big and so difficult. It's the simple things that shifts and changes circumstances. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 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 Welcome back. I think we've had such an overwhelming response that we're thinking of continuing this topic next week and hoping to even get someone who work with men in groups or, you know, in organizations to address the issue of men being the victim of gender-based violence. What I want, and there are many messages that have come through, I've taken a picture of all of these messages and I'm hoping to refer to them next week in my next program, inshallah. What I'd like to just conclude with is to say, when you are identifying yourself as either the perpetrator or the victim, particularly we're wanting to speak with men as the victim, but acknowledge, acknowledge your feelings, acknowledge how you feel. You have a right to feel sad. You have a right to cry. You have a right to feel bad about it, you know. But remember those self-talking um, words that you could be using of I'm not good enough. I'm a weakling. I'm a sissy. That is not true. That is how you've been broken down in Draw together the power and the strength that you have. Be brave. Get up and say, I'm going to seek help. Speak with someone. Don't ignore it. Don't avoid it. It's not going to go away. In your process, you have to acknowledge the pain that you hold. And in your process, new boundaries need to be set, even for yourselves. And you can be helped. You can be taught to be assertive, to have a voice to stop abuse when it's happening, to attend to matters as they unfold. Those are all possible. So I'd like from this program for our men who are in abusive situations to be hopeful that there is help. There is never a reason to step out of your relationship. That is never helpful. Never become the abuser. That is also not helpful. And also to acknowledge that both people need help. Both the husband and the wife need help. And yeah, inshallah, next week we'll touch on these topics again, if not having a full program next week, inshallah. I very quickly want to share my number. Um, I'm in private practice as a registered clinical psychologist under the name Shahida Abrahams in the Goodwood area and my number is 083-233-4769 That's 083 083- Two double three four seven six nine or O two one five nine two O five six three. That's O two one five nine two O five six three. Please to phone me during office hours. So for now I have to greet all the best from Isha Hidakali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening. From Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.